Have you ever wondered what happened between the writing of the Old and the New Testament? This period is sometimes referred to as the silent period, but in reality, this period was not silent at all. On today's episode, we're going to talk about what is commonly known as the intertestamental period, but is probably better known as the Second Temple Period that spans from 586 BC to AD 135. This period of history actually goes beyond the times between the Testaments and includes events that are recorded in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. In fact, the New Testament can be classified as Second Temple literature because it's written during this time frame of 586 BC to AD 135. Now, as you might guess, historians and scholars debate the exact parameters of this time period, but we can make sense of the 586 BC to AD 135 period if we think in terms of the destruction of the first temple in 586 BC, which was then rebuilt in about 515 or 516 BC, spanning all the way to AD 135, where the Bar Kokhba revolts took place. And really, that spelled the end of the Jewish nation. Though, if we look at history, maybe we would place that earlier. At a minimum, we should say that the Second Temple period would end in AD 70 when the Second Temple was destroyed. But writings and events related to the destruction of the Second Temple continued to take place for the next 65 years or so. And so we can look at the Second Temple period as the time period that spans from 586 BC to AD 135. So really, this goes beyond being just an intertestamental period, but a period that centers around the Second Temple. Now, this time period is sometimes referred to as the silent period. And what people are trying to communicate with that term is just to say that there's been no inspired scripture that was written during that time period, which is not necessarily true because the New Testament was written during that time period. But I think more so individuals are saying that not much happened during that time period. However, if we look at history, we start to understand that major events took place during this time period that impacted both Judaism and Christianity, and major literary works were produced during this time period that we still have access to today. I never really knew much about the Second Temple period. I had always been mystified by it, always wondered what happened during that time period, but apparently not enough to actually investigate it and seek it out. That is, until I took a class on ancient Jewish and Greco-Roman literature, and I became enchanted with this time period, with the events that took place, and with the writings of this time period. So I want to help our church better know what happened during the Second Temple period. I plan to do this over the summer in what I'm going to call a summer in the Second Temple period on our church podcast. Now, I should say right away that not every podcast episode this summer is going to relate to the events or literature of the Second Temple period, but I do hope to scatter throughout the summer some podcast episodes discussing various events of the Second Temple period or writings that were penned during this time frame. Now, I think it's pretty obvious why most Christians are just unfamiliar with or unaware of the literature and history of this period, and that's because Christians struggle enough to read the Bible, so it's really hard to think about reading 
ancient Jewish literature from this time period. We have a plethora of modern Christian writings that are being thrown at us all the time. We have our own struggles with our daily Bible reading, and even those who pursue reading old books rarely get to read books that are that old, that extend before the writing of the New Testament. Uh, But I think it's important for us to try to grapple with this time period and to be exposed to some of these writings for several reasons. The first is that these writings and these events provide the backdrop to the New Testament. And in fact, the New Testament was written during this time period. So if we want to understand the the framework that these individuals were operating in, the framework for the rise of the church and the reference points for the authors of the New Testament, we need to better understand and know the world and literature of the Second Temple period. This is really important for us because we believe that authorial intent is really the grounding point for discovering the meaning of the text of the New Testament. But if we don't know the world of the New Testament that's preserved for us in the events and writings of the Second Temple period, we're really going to struggle to understand what the authors of the New Testament were getting at. In fact, we can tend to read the New Testament as if it happened in a vacuum, and we aren't exposed to the events that would charge the political and social climates of the day. We have a very um, limited understanding of the Pharisees and their teachings, and so when we read of Jesus's interactions with the Pharisees, we start to identify them as the equivalents of Roman Catholics who are pursuing justification by works, and we can can really end up misreading the Old Testament because we're just applying our own cultural and conceptual framework to it instead of trying to understand it within its own historical time period. I think we also struggle to understand the significance of the events that are recorded in the Gospels in the book of Acts because we haven't tracked along with the development of Israel's history outside of the Old Testament. But a lot took place after the final book of the Old Testament that shaped the political and cultural climate of the New Testament, especially with all of the different rulers and um, power plays that took place during this time period that have a lot of influence on Jesus's own life and ministry, and on the shaping of the Roman Empire in which Paul, the apostle, operated as did the other New Testament authors. So it's really important for us to try to get a handle on both the events and the writings of this period so that we can better understand the Bible. Now, there might be the objection that we should not spend time reading this literature because it's not inspired literature, and some have mistakenly identified it as inspired to one degree or another. So, for instance, in the Roman Catholic Bible, the Apocrypha is included, and the Apocrypha are works that were written during the Second Temple period that we do not believe is inspired. However, I think that there's still benefit to reading and understanding these texts, as I've already mentioned, and we have good precedent for this as we read the Reformers, like Martin Luther, saying that while these texts are not inspired, they are really good reading for edification and encouragement. Well, I think they certainly provide edification and encouragement, but I think they go beyond that to help frame the conceptual world of the Old and the New Testaments. 
So over this summer, I plan to introduce us to some of the events and literature of the Second Temple period. Some that I'm really excited to look at include Susanna, which is one of my favorite short stories that demonstrates fidelity to God in the face of danger and temptation, similar to Old Testament accounts like the account of Joseph. But I'm also interested in exploring texts like the wisdom of Ben Sarah that has echoes of the canonical Proverbs. But as we compare them to one another, we find that they're actually doing really quite different things. And it highlights the importance and special nature of the book of Proverbs. But then there are also Thanksgiving hymns of Qumran, the Psalms of Solomon, and other texts that find similarities with the canonical Psalter that I think will just be encouraging in and of themselves as we consider them in the category of religious poetry and wisdom writings. Now, I know and recognize and understand that not everyone in our church is going to love the literature and history of the Second Temple period as much as I do, which is why I want to have this summer in the Second Temple period to give you just a bit of exposure to this time period and to these writings. I hope that for some of you, you'll gain an interest in this and you'll read some of these works on your own. But for others, I hope that it just helps provide a background for reading and understanding the Bible. Now, the first text that I want to explore is that short story that I love, Susanna. And I hope to read this text in full. So I've put out a request to a publisher whose translation of Susanna I really like, and I'm hoping to hear back from them soon so that I can read the entire text on our church podcast. However, if they don't respond soon, I'll probably just read my own translation, which admittedly is not as good. So perhaps I should also see if there's a translation available on the public domain. But this short story and others are encouraging, but they also show the interest that Jews had in filling in some of the silent parts of the Old Testament. Much of the Second Temple literature that I find most fascinating are works that were written to fill in those gaps. So in Susanna, there's this introduction of a young Daniel, and there are several accounts that explore what young Daniel was like before he became known in in what's recorded in the book of Daniel. There are also additions to books like the book of Esther, where we, in our canonical version of Esther, don't see God's name mentioned once, while ancient Jews tried to work through that. Why Why is God not present? And so there are additions to the book of Esther where people imagine, imaginatively add features to the story in which God is present. This is true for many books as individuals exercise their theological imaginations to try to understand what was going on there. There are actually a, a good amount of ap- apocalyptic writings in the Second Temple period, and as we become exposed to these things, I think it helps us read and understand the apocalyptic writings, like the book of Revelation in the New Testament, even better. So I hope that you will tune in for these podcast episodes as we explore the literature of the Second Temple period more closely. As a reminder, you can subscribe to our church podcast through Spotify or iTunes or wherever else podcasts are found. Otherwise, you can just listen to them on our church website where they're located at www.resurrectionmn.org slash podcasts.